This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast episode 482 for the week of July 5th, 2020. Welcome back to Cons and Shoe, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Cons and Shoe, that is indeed correct. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Hello, right now we're on roughly like a monthly schedule, and I, I plan on increasing that a little bit here. But I was just about to ask: Is this your first podcast of the year? But then no, I remember no, you. No, but then I remember the you recorded like last week or the week before, so you're good. That voice you hear over there, that is Mary. Hello. Hi, it's, it's been a while. It sure has. It's not that you've been anywhere else. No, you're, clearly. You're here, but <laughs> No, but but I have a topic to discuss with you that I feel confident in talking about because I was literally there. You were so there for it. That is my stipulation for if I'm gonna be on a show, Had it has to be, to be something I can talk about with um, confidence and authority. I expect that from all of the co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> High standards we Literally have Literally what I'm looking for is authority and knowledge on things. Uh, if that's Mary, that means me. My name is Mike. You may see me around. Vegito EX. Hey, so it's going to be kind of a casual chatty episode. We're going to take you through. This is going to sound like the lamest idea ever. But that's where we're at, people. No. It's been a long, long, it's been a long quarantine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are going to talk this episode about cleaning our house. Now, I assure you, there's a Dragon Ball bent to this discussion. Mary, sorry, we've lived here for a while now, and we've been together for a much longer time than even that. Let's not get into how old we are. <laughs> It'll be we've... 20 years together this fall. I was yeah. just going to say, let's not mention how many years. I wanted to brag. We like to do you know, weekend projects and other things around here, but very specifically, one of the things we wanted to do was organize the goddamn fan subs. Because they were in a million different locations, some in the basement, some in the garage, some in a dungeon area off the basement over here. Some tapes are out because I was looking for something. Some are just strewn about. Some are in drawers. Who knows where some of them are? Yeah, it was kind of a perfect storm, come to think of it. It was quarantine had me squirrely for projects, specifically wanted to make heads or tails of your fan subs. And I, as part of my quest for finding easy projects, wanted to, how do I phrase? Is it demote stuff from the <laughs> right. basement into yeah, yeah. the garage, which actually has a lot of storage space mm -hmm. going underutilized because the dungeon, quite frankly, people, it's wall to wall Dragon Ball, which you're like, yeah, it sounds awesome. I want to live there. Except it's like the Leaning Tower of Pisa of Dragon Ball. It is Everything's the, the Leaning Tower down. of Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Psycho Tower. So, yeah, there were a couple of things that I very specifically wanted to get to. And I think one of them I have recently mentioned on the show, whether it was last episode, I, I don't quite remember. But it was the, this is one of the driving forces. we got to find the tape. Where are our syndication broadcast because, tapes? Yes, between the two of us. We both would have had them. I mean, it couldn't get any more perfect as far as a marriage is concerned. <laughs> you got both both partners taped the original airings off the TV, still have the tapes. Right. Confident we still have the tapes. <laughs> where? If I, if I remember correctly, we've been down this rabbit hole before, like recently. Yeah, yeah. Where we were just looking through VHS tapes for whatever reason. And we're like, hey, where are the syndicated tapes? And then I kind of brushed it off like, oh, yeah, they're all together. Don't worry about it. They're all in one place. They're together. They're all together. They're fine. And then we would uncover some stuff. And no, not there. Okay, we'll save it for another day. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, this was that day, my friends. It was. So the thing I mentioned was back during the original Funimation produced uh, English dub of Dragon Ball Z from 1996 to 1998. Those original two seasons aired syndication, television, broadcast. We all know the story there. I had always quasi remembered there was something with episode 51, Raccoon. Like, did they change the episode title? Like there was something in the back of my memory and then I did look online and it was, oh yeah, apparently, but no one has any visual reference of this. They changed the episode title from its original broadcast and when it later re-aired and then on home video. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we got it. Let's dig it out. And I've been working on wiki things and I did the base page for that 96 to 98 because I want to have a lot of historical stuff. It's like a big brain dump for me in the wiki there, like... I know this. I should write about it. Let's find that tape. And we just couldn't find it. And eventually we found your recording of it. Uh, so again, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on a recent podcast episode, but it, it's been a while since the last podcast. The episode was indeed changed from being called The Relentless Recoom to No Refuge from Recoom. Uh, and I was able to uh, get a VCR sort of working, like it cuts out every couple seconds, a minute or so, but it was enough for me to hook it up to a capture card and get a screenshot of that. So I'm so happy that's finally on the wiki. But that just led to more of the, all right, all these tapes are all over the place. We have to organize. We have to pull things together, put like I was going to say like-minded tapes. I don't know. Maybe the tapes have minds of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they do because it went and got itself lost. For they got up and walked away and found a different place to live. Get them all together. Fan subs together. You know, commercial official releases together. Taped off the TV together. Taped off the TV together. Right. Let's just get them all together in appropriate bins, safely secured. Actual so, bins, not cardboard yes. boxes like they have been <laughs> since our last move 11 years ago. 12 years ago? What year is this? Uh, 11 years ago. Right now, I think it's 2056. Who knows (laughs) what year it is right now? Uh, So that, again, that was one of the driving forces. And then we decided we're going to do more. Like, there's so much Dragon Ball stuff down here. We were going to clean the basement anyway, but we really emptied out boxes and bins of magazines and stuff and just things accumulated. I really was looking forward to finding some specific figures that I hadn't seen in years. I forget, did you find them? Yeah, they're right there on the wall now. Oh, that's right. It's those guys. I I don't (laughs) know why I thought what you were looking for, and and I apologize for my headcanon, I thought you were looking for Krillin with a bazooka. Uh, We did find that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we're going to talk about all these things we found. That's actually, this is our topic this week. Oh, okay. We're already into it. I'm sorry. We're already into it. I didn't mean to jump the gun. No, no, no. I, this is exactly how I wanted it to go. So if you folks are looking for, uh, you know, some of the traditional content stuff where we, we tell you some information about the series and production you never heard before, well, this is not that this episode. Is a, this is a vacation from that, folks. It is. Uh, Get ready for a freewheeling conversational bonanza. We'll be back at you very soon with uh, that kind of content. But for now, I'm pretty much going to be driving this because it's been a little bit now. Uh, off of tweets that I made, and that sounds bizarre, but it actually, I, I documented it as we went <laughs> so, even i was like as we were doing it, I started, i'm like i think i should take pictures of this it's so good because like a lot of these tapes especially official tapes i hadn't seen in so long yeah not yeah. even dragon ball stuff but just like other anime i gotta say this was the most satisfying quarantine project yeah i think agreed well let's start with fan subs because that's really how it all got started well uh, fan subs and broadcast recordings and, and other things. Will we get into how we found the tapes that we were originally questing for? Yeah, we can get into some of that, I guess. Uh, okay. I guess in general, it's just we, we combined our fan subs pr- finally. Um, 
Some of them had been together, but many were not. Like I had my boxes, you had yours. So it was just basically from the last move from our first apartment, I guess, and just a scramble to move. We didn't really put much thought behind stuff. Right. Is that it? So this is our first time now that we're in our place and been here for a while. It's like, oh, I guess we should consolidate all the fan subs. It was kind of funny putting it all together. Like, oh, we do own all of GT fan subs. I didn't realize. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's close. Yeah, there might be some gaps. Maybe, but it's pretty close to it. Okay. Uh, just doing that kind of stuff. And that was fun. And uh, you look at fan subs, and there were so many different types of fan sub distros. And a lot of them were not actually fan subbers, they were bootleggers. They were places like the flea market. That, that was you my went to, jam. Like um, in Chinatown, the Elizabeth Center that I went to. Did I ever? You must have gone there. I went with you once, and it was a little disappointing. Yeah, it was already passe by that mm. point. Um, so just the, the types of containers that they would put together, I feel like early on the old school stuff, they were running photocopies of things like the official VHS covers of the movies in Japan. So you get non-perfect cell volume three with the 10th anniversary cover. Mm-hmm. Just hysterical seeing all the way that put and together. And a lot of those, those clamshell covers with the wrong art were like oddly nostalgic for yeah, yeah. me. Cause I remember like in certain cases being so excited to fill in a certain gap of the series. So, so pulling out that tape and looking at the wrong label just sends me like back a long time. I actually just talked about this with someone else on a different podcast. Uh, I am not really one for nostalgia and I actually think nostalgia can be kind of a dangerous thing. Uh, and I don't get many twinges of it. I have recently a few times. One was. Recently popping in hit song 18 and a half and listening to some of those remixes. That mm-hmm. immediately took me back to 1998. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Oh, did you, recently, did you recently discover this about yourself? Or no. did you always know that? No, I kind of always felt that way. But looking at fan subs also kind of brought me back a little bit that way. Just the memories of getting in some of the specific tapes. Because there are very specific tapes that I have memories of. Like the first fan sub I ever got. Yeah. Those, those couple those, tapes. That's what I was getting at when the ones that were absolute nostalgia bombs were like, Oh my goodness, here's GT Volume 1. I must have watched that 20 dozen times. Yeah, because it was relatively new and fresh, and it was also maybe the second fan sub I ever got. Mm, yeah, um, that I bought on my own, not counting the ones I traded with some of my friends from school, which would have been like some of the DBZ movies. I had weird thoughts, other than nostalgia, kind of hitting me when we were finding our fan subs. Okay, they were more practical in nature. Oh, it's just how much goddamn money did we spend <gasps> exactly. on all these, and what can we do oh, with them? We can't do anything so with much, these. So much money. When I think about how old I was, I would have been seventeen maybe 18 years old, probably more like 17. And okay, I had a part-time job when I was 17, but how the heck was I affording these tapes? And not even just like the bootleg fan subs, which was, if I remember correctly, three for 20. Something like that for you Something like that. But then I was also buying like official, like Rama one half VHS tapes. Those are 35 if you want them letters at the bottom of the screen. What was my anime habit costing me? Like, I I can't even fathom it. It's worse than Um, drugs, man. (laughs) Pick your poison. Arts is anime, I guess. Yeah. Can we talk some more about some of these specific tapes? Because uh, just I took photos of it. My first actual fan subs. There were two tapes: DBZ ninety four to ninety nine, one hundred to one hundred. So that was all like Frieza stuff. That was Goku's first Super Saiyan transformation. Gotcha. The end of the fight there. Yeah. This was. Uh, so when I got that tape, and it, um, I might have found a, a somewhat rough date of when I got it. It was probably in nineteen ninety seven. It was a friend and I traded three broadcast recordings of the dub for two fan sub tapes to just some random person we met in an AOL chat room that was willing 
to do a tape trade with us because we didn't know yet. Like I wasn't in the scene that hardcore yet. Like I was. You dabbled. I, my website wasn't open yet at that point. So like my connections, so to speak, didn't really exist. So it was anyone that I could talk to that was willing to do something. Yeah, let's send tapes. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I got those first couple fan sub tapes. And I made my own custom like spine art that I taped onto them that's still barely held in place today. Really? Like I was so excited to get those tapes. I that was my um going to the flea market and getting the bootleg tapes was my highlight of my weekend. Yeah. Especially once I got my driver's license when I was seventeen. It's like I can drive to the flea market and just take my time here and peruse all the gaps in my collection. Because I got stuff so out of order. Yeah, yeah. And other than the first fan subs I got, which were GT, like the first 12 episodes of GT, Mm -hmm. my first fan subs that I bought there were such a hodgepodge. I mostly went by the titles of the sagas. Yeah. What else could you go by? Because at the flea market there, it was arranged like a bookshelf, just tapes, right? Yeah. Because I remember I very, very late got like the Street Fighter Alpha OVA or something there. Mm -hmm. I remember like getting Boo stuff really early on because that was the saga i knew the least about Mm -hmm. it's like i gotta get this but then also getting like android stuff and random cell stuff i actually when we were going through our 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 tapes that we found and we're consolidating um i was reminded that i didn't really own a lot of the frieza stuff Mm. so you definitely filled that void in terms of like our consolidation efforts yeah yeah because i think for you it was well this is airing now so i know the content plus you had international channel as well so that's like, right that was it. the logic it's like if i gotta spend my 17 year old 18 year old self money i gotta i gotta prioritize yeah, something i've never seen before in any language exactly yeah, yeah. so when we were finding these tapes and consolidating yeah what did we do with extras because surely we would have had overlap uh, I think f- we actually continued to, for the most part, other than GT, which I think we just combined together because we didn't have much overlap at all. I think we mostly did separate Mary fan subs and Mike fan subs. So we didn't. So we didn't throw out duplicates. No, no. I think we 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 kept them all, and we probably have different fan subbers on some stuff, and probably which is varying levels of quality. Yeah, yeah. Because some of my Boo stuff is horrendous. Is it? Yeah, my As- Boo stuff is pretty good because I got it maybe second gen from Cenosaur. I think I have Cenosaur bootlegs. Yeah, I actually wanted to dip back a little bit to just thinking about the the flea market there and the wall, how we got some of these fan subs, because I feel like my collection ran the gamut from casual, <laughs> casual one night stands in an AOL chat room to meeting actual people who ran their own distros. Like there was a, a guy who went by Chrono, um, same as Chris that I got real friendly with for a while. And he had his own connections and I got fan subs off of him. Um, there were a couple other places that I got direct from uh, my first uh Self-addressed stamped envelope and money order. Oh wow! Was uh, from a place just called Capsule Corporation. I remember that place. That's where I got uh, the Bardock and Trunks TV special on one tape. I it's think a- I got Bardock from them, and that might have been the only thing I bought from oh, them. Oh, interesting. Because well, I, got- I didn't need to. <laughs> oh. For my reasons, I'll say that. after you're done. Uh, I got Bardock and Trunks on one tape. I got movies eleven and twelve on another tape, and then I got Dragon Ball GT episodes fifty nine. And 61 through 64, Raw Japanese, uh, episode 60. This is the funny thing about uh, fan subs and tapes back in the day is there were occasionally a couple episodes, GT60 and DBZ250 in particular, that were examples of whoever the source for the fan subbers were didn't record that week. 
So mm. a lot of fan sub tapes were missing those very specific episodes. Wow. And eventually someone else dug up a tape and we got some lesser quality versions of those fan sub much later on. Uh, but those that was my first send away order. And from there, I, you know, I opened my site in January 98. You were maybe slightly before that as well. We were starting to talk to people online. So I just, I would meet people. Uh, that's when I learned about uh, the Elizabeth Center in Chinatown. And that was just a train right away. And I got a lot of stuff there. Uh, and I still did some mail order things. For you, was it really high school, friends in school, and then flea market? Yeah, I, I had a very different angle in terms of my exposure to fan subs. And when you think about how young we were and how niche this is, the fact that two people can have such differing experiences is actually kind of neat. You say niche, but I actually think it was incredibly widespread. Well, I mean, I think so. I mean, I mean, think about me and how many schools I happened to go to growing up throughout my life. And no matter where I was, there was always a scene like this somewhere. And what's funny is that I feel like I didn't go out of my way to find these people. I'm Again, I wish I remembered school a little bit better. Yeah, it just yeah. kind of happened that way. Mm -hmm. So my experience was, and I think I've said this on this show several times, mostly watching on TV and then casually finding other people in classes that would talk about it. And then them saying, oh, well, did you know about this flea market place in, in <laughs> you know, the next town over? And then folks already having their own collection of stuff right. and just out of the goodness of their heart. Be like, hey, here's a whole series. Here's Roroni Kenshin. Here's Fushigi Yugi. Here's mm -hmm. Marmalade Boy. I'm like, what? <laughs> what have you gotten um, me into? That being said, I don't know that anyone really loaned me Dragon Ball because I think once they told me, oh, and I got these from this flea market, yeah, I yeah. just went there. I'm like, I don't need your help. I'm buying this on my own. I had a backup place other than the flea market. There are a few, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, New Jersey has a lot of malls. Lots and lots and lots and lots of malls. We got diamonds I and malls. I can get to five malls within a 25-minute radius. Yeah. What was great about growing up in the late 90s was that a lot of these malls had comic book stores. And a lot of these comic book stores also had their own bootleg yep. anime scene. So uh -huh. in addition to the flea market, which was like my number one go-to place just for the sheer variety of stuff that they had available, I got random one-offs at some of these comic book stores in the mall. Most notably, um, my Trunks TV special fan sub I actually got from a mall along with some of my first Sailor Moon like movie fan subs. I think I got Sailor Moon R movie yeah. the same day I got the Trunks TV special or something like that. My exposure to fan subs was trading with friends, but not Dragon Ball, mm -hmm. and then buying them from the flea market. Um, I never really bought any from New York because I didn't need to go that far sure. yeah. <laughs> to, to get any of that stuff. I Like I said, I think I only did the mail away once where I was like, I need to get the Bardock TV special. Maybe not even that one because that's such a common thing. I have to imagine I would have gotten that from the flea market. And plus my parents were not quite so keen on me buying stuff off the interwebs, but eventually I must have nagged sure. them enough that yeah, yeah. they let me do it. I want to talk about some of the other tapes we dug up. We did mention the broadcast recording. So between this is one of those where I'm still sure there are some other tapes somewhere because oh, I, only, right. we, I only found one, maybe one and a half of my syndication recordings. But between the two of us, I think we do have a complete run. I think of so too. And it was definitely a situation of one step forward, two steps back because yeah, yeah. I would find something like, this is it. This is it. Like I found like my, my you found Sailor Dragon Moon. Ball Z volume three. And I found, no, that wouldn't have been possible because they all would have been together. No, they weren't. That's so they weird. absolutely weren't. 
I think because, it was more like I found my my Sailor Moon taped off the TV tapes. Uh, I was like, this is it because they all would have been together. But then I was like, well, no, wait a minute. I found Sailor Moon. I didn't find DBZ and I didn't find X-Men the Animated Series yeah. because I kept all of that stuff in my head canon. All that stuff would have <laughs> been together. And it wasn't entirely. I think we found your Z one through four and I popped in four and I'm like, this isn't laid enough into... Season two, I need literally the very end of season two. We did end up finding it. I found it in the dungeon dungeon. In a so the, separate box. In a separate box. It was all the way in the back. And I was like, this is why from now on, if there's something we even remotely need for research purposes, it is not going in the back, 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 back <laughs> corner the of the back. dungeon dungeon. Yeah, yeah. It is going to be more upfront and obvious. Well, they're all together now. That's good. Yes, they all are a happy family. Some of the other things I was looking for were my international channel recordings. Some of the stuff I've been doing on the wiki is a lot of American television history that isn't necessarily documented well. Things like the international channel, things like Nippon Golden Network that we thought were fan subs, mm-hmm. but was actually a legitimate subtitle version of Dragon Ball Z broadcast in America before Funimation existed. Uh, so a lot of that stuff I was able to dig up, um, get screenshots for you know projects I'm working on. That was great to just have that all together. I didn't realize you had a international taped off international channel taped off the TV recordings. I did from college. That's the only, I didn't have it at home. right. I feel bad because I would have been there. (laughs) (laughs) You were there. Because I watched international channel when I was a kid, like living at home before I met you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have it at home. I only got it when I went to college. So what I've been able to find were two tapes of international channel, which is actually the end of the cell arc because that's why I was so excited to watch there. I also know, and I can't find this tape, I remember it was some kind of break, the Afterlife Tournament, the Anayo Ichi Budokai, which is only four episodes. I God, think it feels it was, so much longer than that. I know. It feels like, no, it's actually pretty good. You're going to hear more about that tournament in the future on the show. Uh, I remember setting my VCR to record it because I think mm-hmm. it was over a spring break or a winter break or something like that. And I was like, I need to record this. I actually hadn't seen it yet. I didn't have it. Where some. would you have recorded it? The international channel at college. No, I mean, like, so you were not in your dorm and you recorded it at you, your you dorm? You could set a VCR <laughs> to record a date and a time, and it would do that. Crazy technology I back know, in right? the day. I know. Uh, and that's how I first watched the uh, the Afterlife Tournament. I don't know where that tape is. I wish I could find where that mm. was. Maybe someone borrowed it. Um, I did lose some tapes in college. That may be one of them. Uh, the aforementioned fan sub of movies 11 and 12. I had those, though. So Big Mike borrowed that tape, and Big I never Mike. saw it again. So <laughs> it was really unfortunate. Don't worry. I got your back, bro. I got those tapes. I got every single one. I mean, yeah, but I uh, that was my tape. I know it was yours. I don't know if yours has the uh, I'm the instrument of your defeat translation in it. Mine has the one with cursing in movie 13. Oh, you're... Yeah, I have the Anime Labs movie 13 as well. Okay. Anyway, that was pretty much tapes. There's a lot more stuff that we did and dug up and I wanted to talk about. But yeah. that was the uh, the fan subs and the broadcast tape stuff. Uh, you mentioned the Krillin with a bazooka earlier. <laughs> I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I did want to talk about some other figures. And this is one of those Mike's a broken record and he only has like a dozen things that he ever talks about. But I And yet you this say so you're not into nostalgia. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, some of the earliest merchandise for Dragon Ball Z in America was actually a release that Bandai did of the Japanese Super Battle Collection. And so, Mary, you're looking at four of them um, nailed up to the wall over there because I'm not so going to lose them again. They're beautiful. 
They're beautiful. They've been crucified. <laughs> People uh, don't necessarily remember that these came out. And so over there, I believe uh, I have regular Goku. I have regular Vegeta. I have Frieza. And then Super Saiyan... Vegeta. Vegeta uh, as well. Uh, what's notable about these, and I love showing this, is Frieza had not yet appeared or been mentioned in the television series. But when they brought this material out over here... Naturally, how would you spell Frieza? The right way. The right way with two E's, and that is indeed how it's it was written so here. Beautiful. <laughs> it is, it's so beautiful. I gotta say, thing. is anyone selling this online? I would love to know the worth of this thing. I don't know. I will tell you that some of the other figures that we dug up, yes. uh, those are, there's not much to those. I, I just love that those existed here. So uh, I have, for years now, I've had my fast-kicking Krillin. I love uh, him. Available. I have him too. You do. Yeah. We Now we have two of them. There's one behind that uh, Dr. Slump thing over there and then my other one here. So when the original Dragon Ball first came out here in 95, uh, Funimation released three main figures. There was Staff Slashing Goku, Fast Kicking Krillin, and Sword Swinging Yamcha. I wish I had Yamcha. I have Yamcha and I didn't dig them I up. I have never, ever, ever seen that you had Yamcha. I had all three. I bought all three. In a box? Or by himself, like just no, out. I open the boxes, so they're they're standalone. So uh, I've always I don't want to say I've always, but you know, since we moved in here, I've known where my fast kicking Krillin is, and I'm always taking photos of him. I like arranging him. He's in, great in outdoors photos. Uh, but I hadn't been able to find the other two. We did find uh, staff slashing Goku, so I got him behind I'm me. I'm telling here as well. you, I don't ever remember seeing Yamcha. He, I had Yamcha. He's I had a all figment three. of your imagination. Nope. So anyway, you're talking about how much is this stuff worth? Yes. Uh, I found at least just one listing that has all three still in their box Ooh. that someone's trying to sell for about $100. And I actually don't think that's too unreasonable no, I for think that that's stuff that's fair. well over 25 years old now at this point, still in their boxes. That's pretty great. Uh, and they did release some other little figures after that. But those, those were like the big three that... The first real merchandise here mm -hmm. in America were those three figures. Uh, and I, I know I've tweeted a commercial for them uh, on the Consensu account. So if I can dig it up again, I'll, uh, I'll link I that I remember here. that commercial. What about this uh, Frieza spelled the right way in a box? Well, there's not much to it beyond that. Just, oh, no, I want to know its worth. Oh, oh you want to know I how much it's know. worth? I want to know. So some of the other things uh, I, I like to harp on is just how successful it was during its syndication broadcast. Again, Mike only has... 10 to 12 talking points. This is you know, number four down the list. I think there's a lot of revisionist history about how successful it wasn't. No, it actually was at the time. There was so much thirst for Dragon Ball that comic book stores and other places, they were importing merchandise yep. from other countries. And so one in particular that we uh, dug up here, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the word. I'm really bad with Spanish, but the uh, Super Guerrero Guerreros. Oh, I remember those. I bought a bunch of from one of the comic book stores yes. at the mall. So what is Zap? Is that a comic book store? Zap. That was yeah. so. I I guess I must have bought that. You must have or, bought that. One. Or maybe we were already dating at the time and you came with me and bought yeah, yeah. that. But that was at the Freehold Mall mm -hmm. in Freehold, New Jersey. And so this is a scene from Movie Twelve that you would have purchased while the syndication broadcast was still happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, there. There was so much demand and there wasn't really anything out there beyond this first line of the Super Battle Collection. Eventually, Funimation uh, started working with places like Irwin and released some more figures. I think some of them were actually French molds. Um, then they did another line of the Super Battle Collection. People just wanted Dragon Ball stuff. Mm -hmm. And there were some tapes coming out and there was Final Bout that didn't have a very large print run. 
And so like, all right, we got to get the Mexican figures. Let's get them in here and sell them. Mm -hmm. So so in terms of like our cleaning journey. Yeah. Where are we going with this? Just that we found a lot of these figures that you were like, where the heck are yeah, they? Was, and they're still in their boxes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So other than Krillin with a bazooka. Well, that's what I want to mention. And I don't remember exactly what year it is. I think I did a news post about it originally. You did. When I it remember. first came out. I think that was pretty popular. But there was a line of figures that Funimation put out. This The saga continues. It was it like was chibi this, trunks with a gun or something. Yeah, maybe? they all had guns or firearms or some other type of... Inappropriate just, <laughs> accessory. What are you guys doing? It makes no sense. And just thinking about that time in that era, and it was so wrong in so, so many ways. Some of the other stuff I found would be things like pre-order bonuses or giveaways with things. Uh, I found some t-shirts. One I know is uh, the GameStop pre-order bonus for Burst Limit uh-huh. on 360 and PS3. It was just this white t-shirt that says, Destiny is about to be decided. Summer 2008 live on PS3, Xbox 360 and it's uh, Super Saiyan Goku versus Cell in like this uh, wrestling poster. or boxing oh. match yeah, kind of yeah. style thing. I remember picking that up and I've never worn it. It's, it's tag on. It's just been sitting in a box Ever since, I uh, found another shirt that seems to be for the Ultimate Uncut Edition in 2005. Um, someone might have responded actually here and said uh, where it came up. Yeah, Alex said, I feel super weird for knowing this because I couldn't remember this, but I think you were given that shirt when you went to see DBZ Movie 12 in theaters. I used to listen to that podcast episode all the time when I was younger. So apparently we talked about this on the podcast, you know, 15 years ago or whenever the hell <laughs> that was. And Alex remembers that I explained where that came from. Wow. I'm so glad that listeners can help us with our (laughs) memory lapses. Some of the other stuff that uh, we were specifically looking for, and this ties into some wiki stuff, and I'm hoping Therese will come back on soon and and talk about some of the manga documentation she's been doing, uh, because she ended up buying everything. It's really incredible, some of the stuff she's been doing. Uh, But we had, between us, uh, an okay amount of some of the earliest monthly floppies from when Viz initially started releasing the manga here in America. That was uh, first thing in 1998 when they started doing that. And so they were just like American comic style, these floppies that were like three bucks each and you got two chapters in it. That's how Ranma was released. It was basically, Mm -hmm. okay, we'll do that for everything else that we acquire. So uh, I had had a couple down here, but I knew we had more. I had my copies. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we found them. We don't have a whole... I thought we owned more, and maybe we do, and we just don't have them anymore. They're in another box somewhere. I didn't buy that many. No? Okay. So maybe that is all that we have, but it was really great to dig those up and get some cover scans done and just documentation on dates, and um, that got me going with the main page for that, and she was able to... You know, take off from there and just continue that project. I, I just love that kind of stuff. Just being able to find like this is this is how it started. This was the thing. This is what predates everything else. Um, and that just gets me going down like the advertisement route. So you have a fair amount of mix zine. Um, this was a magazine that like 97, 96, 97. No, later than that. 99, 2000. Well, first issue of Mixine, August 1997. Boom! So it was earlier I than you thought it was. Suck. Okay. <laughs> but the the reason, and they're not in the best condition. You seem like you read them to death with Sailor Moon in there. Yeah. Did you read Parasite at uh, all? I did anything? read Parasite. I read Ray Earth. Pretty much was there for the shoujo. Um, predated the Shonen Jump print magazine. Uh, but the very first issue, there's a there's an ad for Arrival in there. And hmm. I just, like, I got to 
I'm going to put this on the wiki page for arrival. Like this is how it was being advertised at that time. Like this is what people would be seeing, notifying them that something like this existed and was finally coming out. Cause at that point we had, um, the, the six tapes of, um, the original Dragon Ball plus Curse of the Blood Rubies. Um, but this was Dragon Ball Z's first formal home release in America. And we found a lot of other stuff like, Oh, those, the halcyon olden days of conventions when there were a million freebies and you didn't even know what you were going to walk home with. I don't remember these mini DVDs from ADV existing, but apparently we have four of them. There's a hello kitty one. I mean, they would give you just so much stuff. Nowadays you go and you get like the preview comic of dragon ball with the chapter of the original and super. But back then they would give you a full graphic novel, Tonko bone, edition with a chapter from like a million different series in it. They did one every season. We had a whole bunch of those and I love those because those had great advertisements again for the ongoing collective release of Dragon Ball. So you could see um, how it was being advertised such as, and unfortunately the incredible prequel to Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball <laughs> as advertised by Viz, which <sighs> like I, I, I mean, I they get it. know, we know, of course that's wrong, but they're also trying to pitch it. Like, like what else are we supposed it. to say? I want to go down a slightly different path. Okay. While we were going through tapes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Dragon Ball. Yeah. But what did you come across that you were like, oh man, I completely forgot about this thing that I had, either fan sub or official or whatever, any kind of tapes that you were like, holy free moly's, what is this thing? Just some of the stuff from early uh, anime club days at college. Apparently, we own all of Bubblegum Crash subtitled on VHS and their original clamshell cases. Like I, we d- I wouldn't say we own it. I think <laughs> we, I think a former president like it. gave it to us or something <laughs> like that. There's a lot of stuff like that. For me, it was how many times do I own Fushigi Yugi? Not just the original series, but the OVAs. Yeah. I was like, this OVA is garbage. How do I have it both fan subbed and official release? Oh my gosh. And DVD again. And DVD again. I was surprised at how much Slayers and Magic Knight Ray Earth I had. Yeah, I um, don't remember you having that much Ray Earth. But yeah, I had did. the OVA. I, I forgot that was an OVA, but I apparently had that fan subbed. You also did a lot of like volume one buying on certain things. I did. I think you've since gotten rid of some of that stuff. I got rid of some stuff. Like stuff that... We were already dating at that point, so... There were things that I found fan-subbed that I have on DVD and Blu-ray that I could not part with. Mm. Did you have anything like that? Uh, Street Fighter 2V was the only one. I have the official dubbed VHS release of that. A lot of it was gifts, that kind of thing. Like, I'll just keep boxing it up. Uh, my Flame of Rekka fan subs, those are first gen from the actual fan subber themselves in nice slip cases and labels and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't have it in my heart to get rid of those. Your Flame of Rekka fan subs were very similar to what I got traded to me. Yeah. In high school when I would like watch shows for the first time. Like, there were those nice, like, crisp, like, no graphics. It was just the text label and the quality was pretty decent. Yeah, I think yeah. um, watching Kenshin for me was like that. And Marvel Boy and Fushigi Yugi was all like that. I had more Sailor Moon than I thought I did. I had a lot more Sailor Moon than I thought. And those are the ones I could not part with. Oh, okay. Because I a lot of those were like gifts and a lot of those were ones I was pining for. And even mm. though I own those like three times over, I'm like, I can't throw these out. Like give it yeah. another 20 years, maybe I will throw them out. Yeah, those were the ones I was like, oh, I'm happy seeing these labels because the Sailor Moon labels were so much much prettier and nicer than the <laughs> hodgepodge Dragon Ball ones. There was a bunch of other stuff I bought, but just trying to 
remember off the top of my head, like majority of my fan sub collection was Dragon Ball, some Sailor Moon, early part of Kenshin, all of Rekka. Uh, what else? By that point, official stuff was also starting to come out a little more often too. And then, I mean, DVDs really started taking off in 2000. Um, so I would wait at that point. Like Kenshin in particular, I stopped buying yeah. because it got licensed. I'm like, well, I'm, I'll just buy the DVDs. You know, I'm in no rush. For me, I was surprised how many fan subs I kept buying, even though official releases were coming out. Yeah, yeah. And then there were a lot of shows that I was surprised at. I bought the official release at, at all. all. <laughs> I was like, why did I buy this? I had a lot of Tenchi Muyo universe. I was going to say, both of us own Tenchi Movie 2, which we don't. The first care Tenchi for. movie is a fucking baller. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm like, why do I have this other Tenchi stuff? It was <laughs> weird. I was like, what? I guess it was because it was there at the yeah, time. Yeah, it existed. Right, exactly. Oh, uh, Utena, which I loved. I remember I borrowed all of that fan subbed. So it was one of those things where, okay, if it's fan subbed, then I should buy the official release. Mm -hmm. I was surprised I still had the official VHS releases of those. Oh, wow. And that was another one I couldn't bring myself to throw out, even though I own it on DVD twice and Blu-ray twice and Region 2 once. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, my love for Utena runs deep. <laughs> I remember we found, uh, I think, a couple of the uh, Sci-Fi Saturday anime recordings. I had a couple of those in that there. That was probably more you than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, some other stuff that I bootlegged, like from Blockbuster. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Dream job. Yeah, yeah. I think that's mostly it. I, I think that covered m most of what I wanted to chat about. The, the tapes, the action figures. What would you say... Our coverage is of all of Dragon Ball Z and GT now that we've combined forces. Fan subs? Yeah. Well, the funny thing was, one of the pictures I tweeted was what I, undetermined point in time, but my handwritten fan sub list of what I personally own. Oh, okay. So uh, it wasn't a whole ton. Um, of the original Dragon Ball, I think I was the only one who had any, and I mostly only had the 23rd Budokai. I owned none of it. Okay. So I think that's the only fan sub coverage we have of. The first TV series. Okay. Um, beyond that, yeah, it was just official releases. I owned nothing of the first arc because my reasoning was this is airing on TV in English, mm. so I don't need it fan subbed. And I've watched it raw on the international channel, so I don't need to see it. Sure. I have a significant portion of the Zion arc. I have the first five episodes. I think I skip a little bit, and then um, I continue picking up with uh, NGN versions toward the end of the fight. Um, but kind of like you, I also was prioritizing. I don't think I have a lot of the early um, Namek stuff. Mm -hmm. I just don't have I have, have it. none of it. The only thing I have from that arc is when Goku goes Super Saiyan. Yeah. Um, I have a fair amount of uh, the later portion of Frieza. Then I think between the two of us, we have all of Cell and Boo. I had more Boo than you did. No, oh, I, ha I had a lot of Boo. Oh, did you? Okay. I had a lot. I had like I've all already the, forgotten I, what I saw. All the great Simon stuff, right into the tournament, mm -hmm. right into the Boo stuff. I have a gap. I have a weird gap. <laughs> I'm missing Vegito, which is hilarious. <laughs> I had that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had the end of the series, and yeah. then I had GT and Bits and Drabs. And then I think between the two of us, we mostly have all of GT. I, when I was putting those tapes together, I was like, oh, I'm kind of surprised how, how well this is coming together. So when all said and done, I think we probably have 75% of the show. Um, Not counting Dragon Ball. Actually, maybe a little less than I that. I think so, too. Maybe yeah. 65. I'd have to do 70. the math. Someone run the numbers on that. Someone do that I for us. I didn't get very good numbers, but again, when we got into the series, it was, you know, 95 for you, 96 for me. 
And then Funimation came around, and then we started getting DVDs in 2000. Would it have been 95 for me? I thought it would have been 96 because I watched well, Dragon Ball. That was when that was 95. You sure it wasn't 96? Who are you talking to? I don't know. I'm talking to some guy who knows something about Dragon Ball. <laughs> I remember I saw it randomly on TV when I was watching Sailor Moon at like 6 or 6.30 in the morning. Dragon Ball was fall 1995. Dragon Ball Z was fall 1996. So I'll put it this way. I was aware of Dragon Ball and casually watching it in 95. And it probably wasn't till 96 that I was like, whoa. Way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Can't believe you just questioned me on this. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one who's allowed to question me on things. Okay. Again, um, I think that's... Pretty much it. That was a, a fun trip down memory, memory lane. lane. There's some other nostalgic twinge things I suppose we could talk about. Um, there's a lot of folks who come out of the woodwork when we have conversations like this. They're like, that's all I want to hear. Just keep doing things like that. I, I don't, don't think I can it. run an entire podcast like that, but no. I certainly enjoy it. Every once in a while is fine. It's okay. Because then it, re- it reminds me of just being so delighted. Yes. Coming across new discoveries as a kid and how infrequently that happens as an adult. That's the key word there, discovering, is back then everything was new, everything was unknown, everything that you learned was new and exciting. Um, and your brain is a sponge. Yeah, I mean, that stuff, I mean, I could probably repeat dub episodes, Z episodes one through four verbatim, verbatim. to you with musical cues as well and that's not the show that i watch anymore but because it was just that time at that age i could totally still do that um again there's some of the other things i could probably do something related to the music i mean you and i would sit there with our winamp skins working on our websites (gasps) that for me is a very specific feeling yeah of just thinking about what else am i ignoring in my life yeah, that I'm yeah. working on this. It's like, okay, I'm ignoring my homework. Mostly homework. <laughs> uh, mostly ignoring you social... You do homework in college either. Uh, college is different. College, you can get away with fudging it a lot more than you could in high school. I'm still bitter over that half a grade level difference for Tale uh, of what Genji. What can I say? I'm just naturally gifted. I, I read Tale of Genji. You didn't. I realize I've watched enough soap operas in my day. <laughs> I've seen enough anime. I, I've watched enough Fushigi Yugi that I can like... <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> oh, I can write a fanfic. God, what were the, the big books I wrote? Tale of Genji, Rising Sun, Kokoro. Uh, were the other a couple one? other ones. That was a long time uh, ago. It was like three discourse, three drunkards... I forget what that one was. Man, you should have gotten the A. You yeah, right. These I read the goddamn book. I, I read Kokoro and that was it. Oh, that's a tough read. I still read that maybe like once every decade. It's tough. Yeah. You want to have a <laughs> Eastern Literature Discussion Podcast? We could probably do that. We'll have to charge extra for that one. <laughs> it's going to be a limited audience, I think. Uh, well, Mary, thank you. Uh, I know it's it's not often that you come around these parts, but you're always welcome. <laughs> parts of the basement <laughs> i feel like there should be a sign on the door that says no girls allowed <laughs> kind of what it feels like. that's not true no i know it's not that's mary my name is mike again you may see me around Vegito ex uh pictures for this stuff uh just go browse through my twitter feed unfortunately that's the best thing i can tell you uh twitter.com slash Vegito ex and that's Vegito spelled properly f-e-g-e-t-t-o-e-x there's no i in Vegito and there's no i in frieza before we truly go for real i do want to mention some content that is uh 
recently up on Kanzenshu. Mm, juicy well, content. A lot of good work going on. I'm trying to publish some stuff while other stuff is being worked on uh, behind the scenes. Um, mentioned that uh, video of the title change for the Raccoon episode. That was like last month or two months ago, something like that. Uh, I did recently put up a giant feature that I worked on f- off and on for months. I'm extremely proud of uh, and has... A, a satisfying ending with a heart-wrenching <laughs> tale of events in between. Is this the tape? This is the tape. Oh! The 1994 version of Curse of the Blood Rubies, which is nearly identical to the final commercial release in 1995, with the exception of Funimation seemed to be hedging their bets and used Harmony Gold names for the production of the tape with a couple uh, minor differences as well. Uh, there in 1994, which would have been the very first thing they did when they became a company that year, um, and then slightly changed things up in 95, uh, from zero to Goku yet again in a slightly more different way. Uh, I would love for you to check out that article. A lot of people helped me with that. And again, there's some uh, devastating turn of events over the course of that article. But, you know, we know what we know now, and that's an okay thing. Uh, another article I recently wrote up on the site, uh, I love the Galactic Patrol. And so something I've been wanting to write about for a while is there's a lot of questions that people ask with regard to the latest arc, which, Mary, you haven't even read. No, and I've got why the Kindle, should I? I've got the Kindle ready, loaded, ready to go with uh. this entire arc. You should read it. People want to know, why didn't, before we learned things, why didn't Medusu ever show up and, and help any of the prior villains or anything like that? Like, he's a Galactic Patrolman. Why didn't he... Come do things. I explain everything perfectly in this article. Wow, um, if you do say so yourself. If I do say so myself. Uh, the real bent of it is what does the Galactic Patrol actually have on file about planet Earth? Because it seems to change a little bit. And the history on that actually predates Dragon Ball Super, predates Jocko the Galactic Patrolman, and actually originates in Gia, which is the second entry in the Galactic Patrol ongoing saga. Uh, and uh, that, unfortunately does not have an official English release. Sachi Echan does only digitally if you were a subscriber to Shonen Jump Alpha <laughs> in 2013, I Jeez. think the year was. Um, but Gia has not come out here. And it probably won't, I think, because there's a blowjob in it. And that's a, a hard sell for... <laughs> <laughs> a Toriyama manga. It's also Katsura. Um, but I got Julian to translate some panels uh, out of that so we have some accurate translations because the scanlations are not accurate on Gia for a variety of reasons in a variety of ways. Uh, so we got some real good information in there that I'm, I'm really proud of. And I th- I'm sure like five people will ever read it and find it enjoyable or interesting. But I had a really good time working on it. And I got a couple of good responses. So I'm really appreciative of that. Uh, other than that, you know, we're still trucking along. There's a lot of wiki work. I've already recorded uh, one check-in. I think I have another one scheduled for tomorrow. So whether it's next week or the week after, you do have another podcast episode coming your way with uh, what people are working on. But we don't just talk about what people are working on. We also do the what's something cool you learned um, that you can hear now and learn about now ahead of things being published on the site. Um, that's the event I like to the go with on the so look forward to that that's a good angle that all being said i think that covers it www.kanzenshuu.com that is kanzenshu.com one person i didn't mention yet this episode heath he has been plugging away at some really cool i'll say visual stuff 
for the website. Great. So look forward to that. Uh, I don't know what the the status is, but he's really happy with uh, what he's worked on, and I've approved everything that I've seen so far. Not that I have to, but I appreciate that he asked me before he publishes things live. That's how we like to work. Yes. The courtesy Consensus. view. Uh, that's it. So uh, thank you. Visit the website. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Consensu. Visit. Mike, Julian, Heath, and all our friends and family. Uh, we'll see you next time on the show. Thank you. Bye-bye.